Welcome to On the Way with Tony Chris. Each weekday, Dr. Chris will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Crisp. Welcome to On the Way. This is Tony Crisp, and this is Podcast 103. When we met together the last time, I introduced to you the festival or the special appointed day called Passover. Passover is the beginning of all the feast. It is the one that has really kept the children of Israel together down through the centuries. It's the one feast that nobody misses, and it's in the spring of the year. Remember all of these special days, these moed that we talked about in Leviticus 23 and all throughout the Tanakh, all throughout the Old Testament, are teaching days. They are teaching festivals. They're appointed times when God says, I want you to remember who I am and what I have done for you down through the centuries. God is so faithful, and he wants us to continue to teach our children and the next generations about his faithfulness. And so God has given rituals to his people. Now, this is not unlike the New Testament when the Lord gives us the ordinance of baptism. An ordinance is an order, a ritual that is laid out, and everyone does it different, differently. And then you have the same thing with communion. Everyone doesn't have the same order of service, but the essentials are the same. The same thing is true with the Jewish people and with Passover. And after all, communion arose from Passover. And if you would like information on what I'm about to tell you in written form, we will have it shortly on the website, TonyCrisp.org where you can go and download this, especially if you're a pastor, and will help you to understand the relationship between Passover and communion. Because once you know that, communion never is the same again. You see, the Lord Jesus was following what is called Haggadah, a, an order of service that had been followed down through the centuries. Ever since Moses came down from Mount Sinai with the tablets and with the laws of God and with all the ordinances, there have been questions and questions that had to be answered. And so the priest and the Levites and the scribes and all of those lawyers down through the centuries, ever since Moses came down from Mount Sinai, for instance, with the commandment, you shall do no work, someone had to decide what work was and what it wasn't. That couldn't be left up to just the individual. And so down through the centuries, there have been commentaries and then commentaries on commentaries about what this means and what that means. And the Mishnah and the Gemara became codified, put into code in what is called the Talmud. And so it is not on the level of Scripture by no means, but it does give direction. For instance, when God says to do something like the Passover, he tells what to do, but many times he doesn't tell how. And so he leaves that up to us. And so that is why you have the different types of services and so forth, even among the Jewish people. But we know that Jesus was following an order of service that was well accepted in his day because he refers to the cups, this cup and that cup. 
And this is the material that I have written about and you can download from the website. And it deals with the concept of the four cups, which comes out of Exodus chapter 6, where God says, Therefore say to the children of Israel, I am the Lord God, I will. Notice there's going to be several I wills. I will bring you up out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. Then he says, I will rescue you from their bondage, and I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great judgments. I will take you as my people. I will be your God. From the four I wills that are prominent in these two verses come four cups. The four cups that Jesus, no doubt, was using that night for illustrative purposes with his disciples was a Haggadah that had been observed down through the decades, down through the centuries. And Jesus himself was following an order of service. For instance, everyone would have been in a certain position according to their relationship to Jesus, who was the master of ceremonies that night. And that's why John was close to him. Why? Because John was the one who was asking the questions. He was the youngest. And the youngest always asked the questions, not the oldest, because there's only one oldest, but everyone is the youngest at some point or another. And remember, this was a teaching meal to help them to understand what God had done for them and his mighty works and who he is. And so a series of questions, not random questions, but certain questions that were memorized and understood. That is, why is this night different from all others? Why do we eat unleavened bread instead of loaf bread? Why is it that we are eating with our clothes on and ready to go with our shoes and our sandals on? Why are we doing this? And so there were a series of questions all designed around getting the answers and being able to answer in a pertinent way why the meal had come about as it was. There was a set of rituals, but it was all built around four cups. The first cup was called the cup of sanctification. God set his people apart from the Egyptians, and that's explained. The second cup before the meal is called the cup of judgment, and the ten plagues were talked about during this time. And that's why, as a Jewish child, you would hear that every year you would learn what the ten plagues were, the last plague of which was the death of the firstborn. And so you would have a meal after that, and it was a meal that was had certain ingredients to it, had certain elements to it, and not just random food, but certain food, each one designed to teach something about the Passover meal itself. And then after supper, you took another cup, That was the cup of redemption. During that time, you talked about the lamb and how it was spotless and how precious it was without blemish and how that its blood was shed so that its blood could be put on the doorpost and the lintel and God would see the blood and pass over and judgment would not come. And then there was the Hallel cup, the cup of praise or in gathering that celebrated the time when all of God's children would be in the promised land that had been promised to Abraham, Isaac and to Jacob. And so this is how we know Jesus was taking the cup of redemption on the night in which he was betrayed when he had the last Passover with his disciples here on earth before his death. Because the Bible marks more than one time, the Apostle Paul does it in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, where he says, and after the supper, Jesus took the cup. So the cup after immediately after supper was always the third cup, the cup of redemption. That's when you talked about the lamb. 
and how its body was broken and given for the people to go free. And then about the blood and how the blood was shed so that they could go free. And at this point, Jesus changed the Passover celebration and memorial meal. And he said, from now on, this bread represents what I am and who I am and what I'm going to do. I am the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. And then they all ate that together. And then he took the cup and he said, this cup represents my blood, which is shed for the new covenant. And they all drank of that. And so Jesus said, basically, I am the fulfillment of that Passover. Now, that doesn't mean that the Jews no longer, even the Messianic Jews no longer do the Passover. Of course they do. But now they understand in a different light that Jesus is the fulfillment of that Passover meal and that he is our Passover, as the Apostle Paul told the early churches. And so every one of these particular Moed, these festivals, these feasts have great meaning. And when we've got more time and in the future on Bible Time broadcast, I'll be going over the feast in great detail. And we'll have special feast days together where we will film these and you can be a part of them if you want to and if I'm in your area. Well, God bless you and thank you so much for listening always as we walk on the way. This is Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On The Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions. Email your questions to questions at TonyCrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast. That's questions at TonyCrisp.org. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.